It's 40 years since the occupation ended at Takaparafo Bastion Point, Auckland. On May 25, 1978, the peaceful protest ended after 506 days. 222 people were arrested. Makeshift structures and shelters were torn down. People were forced to leave by armed police. I support the principle you stand for. But my brother, return and unite your people. Something that Joe Hawk has been doing for the past two weeks. So, uh, this is not an isolated struggle. It's being participated by 14 other canoes and their, and their tribes. Got another. As part of this week's Tiahika, we'll feature archival recordings from the protest with an episode of Te Puna Wai Kōrero from 1978, hosted by the late broadcaster Fai Ngata, who was there at Takaparafo. E aku nui, e aku rahi, nau mai haramai anō, ki tēnei o ngā kaupapa hitori o te ao Māori, ko te porotehi o Takaparafo. This is Tiahika on RNZ. Ko Justin Murray, aho. The late Fainata was a trailblazer, a pioneer in Māori broadcasting. The great-grandson of Apirangata, he joined Radio New Zealand in 1975. A respected journalist and award-winning documentary maker, Fai passed away in 2016. As part of this episode of He Puna Wai Kōrero, recorded in 1978, he covered the Takaparafo Bastion Point occupation led by Ngāti Whātua Ōrākei leader, Joe Hawke. This week, Bastion Point and the eviction and arrest of 230 protesters, some of whom had made the meeting house on the point their home for 505 days and nights. The hundreds of protesters and onlookers, some of whom were there in case members of their families inside the camp needed to be bailed out of police custody, were held spellbound by the military might that was sent to evict the group who had for months promised that theirs would be a non-violent protest. The huge police contingent, numbering about 800, were greeted by elders leading their group in hymns, songs and haka. One leading protester described the action as heavy-handed. Yet another likened it to using a sledgehammer to crack a walnut. A journalist friend who has covered police activities for the past 28 years said he had never seen so many policemen used in any one action. The protesters have long claimed that the government would make huge profits on the sale of Māori land at Bastion Point to private developers when the Crown's title to the land was defective and illegal. In short, they wanted the return of all Bastion Point to the Ngāti Whātua people of Tamaki. 
I spoke to protest leader Joe Hawke just after Mr Muldoon had made it abundantly clear that the police would be used to evict the group from Bastion Point. Mr Muldoon is the member for Tāmaki. Uh, we've got to remember that Tāmaki is the ancestral land of our people. He has refused to meet us. We have um, always kept the doors of negotiation open, but it's been the government that's closed it. They've held meetings in the town hall with security guards to keep out those they didn't want. I believe that the, the Prime Minister is acting very foolishly, uh, and uh, this stupid behaviour will only result in a more confident stand by our people to resist these eviction threats. We believe that he should back down completely and that he should open doors of the negotiations as the member of Tamaki, as is it the right of every person in the electorate to have a voice and he should open his door and not be so stubborn and keep it closed. How far would you go to uh, open, you know, keep the doors open for negotiation? Well, we have gone as far as we feel that we can go. Uh, Roger Ramaka and myself, we came off Bastion Point for the simple reason that we could get into talks. This has been slammed in our face and it's up to the government now to really get down and start talking seriously for a just settlement for our people. What is the feeling now between your group and the, the elders of Ngāti Whātua? Well, we've got to always remember that we have elders too. Um, and it's quite certain that our elders have instructed myself and our committee to remain on our policy of non-violence, of peaceful protest in regard to uh, the many grievances of our people. And our elders have... Uh, decided that this stand is a just stand and a stand of honour. Perhaps some people can see your presence on the Orake Marae as some form of capitulation itself. Well, I believe that uh, we must gain unity and, uh, and a just settlement by all means possible. This is one of the means that we felt it was possible. It is up to some sections of our people to understand this, that we have come. And we have made Bastion Point a peace ground. They have, in fact, have incited it as uh, another wounded knee. Can we cast our minds back to 1950, 1951, when the Ngātua, Ngāti people were evicted from the, the uh, Tūranga Waiwai at Ōkahu? Can you see any similarities between the stand here and the eviction of, of your people from Ōkahu? Well, the first thing to remember is that our people, this is not the first time, our people have been evicted. We can go back, back to the 18, 1880s, when our people were living on the church side, where the homes were bulldozed down. And uh, I believe that a church side is a sacred ground, but it didn't stop the government from bulldozing the houses of our people where we lived. And uh, in one instance, a road was built right up to, the, to one particular house where this person refused to move. The government proceeded with the road to the front door of the house, went to the back of the house and continued the road. And under pressure, she was forced to quit her freehold house and the place that she lived. In 1951, 
there was a similar invasion of the rights of Māori people, when our people were pressurised into leaving the sacred ground of their ancestors. And I believe that was the deliberate campaign of the government, the policy to extinguish completely the indigenous nature and the, the quality of Māori life in Ōrāke. Because they were a, an eyesore, they were an eyesore to the gateway of the eastern suburbs where all the rich people lived. Paratai Drive, which was land which, was, which my great-great-grandfather was pressurised to sell, was also an elite suburb where the, the wealthy lived. They looked down on our, our dwellings, our papakainga, and not understanding the terms of the values of Māori's, began to severely criticise the habitation, the nature of their way of life, their community spirit, their togetherness, their, the way in which they, they lived and died, and all these things Māori were systematically criticised, disjointed, distorted, and made to look like being unhuman. And uh, consequently, the government, after all its promises of the past to protect the 700 acres, finally extinguish forever the right of our people to own land on their papakainga. So the bulldozers came in, and yes, it's reminiscent of what is going to happen here on Bastion Point. This will be the fourth time our people will have been evicted of their traditional land. Joe Hawke with Fai Ngata in a 1978 episode of Te Puna Wai Kōrero. Fai asks about the personal sacrifice made during the occupation. How much has this cost you, not in terms of money, but in terms of time? How much has it cost you since you first made your stand on Takaparafa? Well, firstly, what a lot of people don't understand, this is a collective thing. I have many uh, people who have given me uh, encouragement, who have worked beside me. We have people who have been researching, people who have been uh, sharing their expertise with me, both Māori and Pākehā. And in terms of time, the time that uh, I have been involved goes back many years, goes back practically 12 or so years, being in Māori committees, in the Auckland District Council, being involved in the Māori Land March, presenting submissions to government, presenting submissions to the Commission, Royal Commission to Māori Reserve Lands, taking our take, our grievance to government on two occasions presenting submissions to the Waitangi Tribunal, and so it goes on. So the time involved has been many hours of, of research, of dedication, to make sure that the plight of our people is brought before the eyes of the world. And best important is a culmination of all the research, the hard work that we all have collectively put into making this come about. Finally, Joe, will you ever give up this battle? 
No, I believe that uh, this is a beginning. I remember the slogan that was held constantly on the march. Not one more acre of Māori land to be taken. So I believe that this is a, a beginning of where Māori people can get courage, can get knowledge and determination to make their genuine grievances heard and get them spelt out to the world and to make sure that this government never ever again humiliates our people and puts them into a position of Ngāti Whātua, of Tāmaki, to be landless. And this is the beginning, and we will struggle on and fight on to make sure that that position does never ever come again. Bastion Point is part of an isthmus known as Tamaki Whērua, meaning the contested land. The Māori of old favoured the Tamaki area because of its position on major routes, its fertile soil and abundance of seafood. Today, the same factors may not apply, but Auckland's spreading urban development in the eastern suburbs reflects a similar popularity. The factors making the area so desirable may have changed, but its desirability itself has increased. After the arrival of the police, George McMillan, the Commissioner of Crown Lands, issued his ultimatum from an army vehicle. Kaumatua Saniwaru addresses the people at Takaparafo, Bastion Point. Unite, unite, let unity prevail. Unite from the outermost extents of the universe to the innermost recesses of man's heart. Unite for the brotherhood and kinsmanship that was transposed from Hawaii Nui the great Hawaiki, Hawaiki law, the long Hawaiki, Hawaiki Palmama, the far distant Hawaiki, brought onto this land peace, love, tranquility. Peace, love, 
tranquility. Remember what Christ said on the cross. No matter what happens today, remember what Christ said. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. A trespass warning is then given by George McMillan and Commissioner of Police Bill Overton. You are all required to leave now or else action will be taken against you under the Trespass Act. I warn you to leave now. If this does not occur immediately, I will hand the matter to the police for appropriate action. Please leave now. Protesters gathered at Takaparafo then respond to the police. Your stay here for the past 16 months. Assistant Commissioner Overton, representing the New Zealand Police, to take appropriate action on my behalf. We refuse to be violent. We know our rights and we refuse to be violent. From the RNZ Archives Morning Report show, uh, this was presented by Colin Fieslier, who covered the eviction of protesters from Takapanafo. The police operation was mounted with a methodical thoroughness that amazed onlookers. The police arrived in convoys of army trucks and buses and entered the land in squads marching four abreast. They then spread out around the meeting house on the point, forming a tight cordon with other police standing in the background as a reserve. This cordon parted to allow an open Land Rover with the Assistant Commissioner of Police, Mr Bill Overton, and the Commissioner of Crown Lands, Mr George McMillan, standing in the back seat to come in. They faced the meeting house in their Land Rover. The house was by this time packed with people, with the elders who supported the protesters sitting on the porch and many others gathered in front. Here's what Mr McMillan told them. I hereby officially inform every person here who is not a member of the police, is not an officer of the Department of Lands and Survey, or not a person whose presence here is specifically authorised by me or my agents, that he or she is a trespasser. I hereby require every such person to leave this place. No one made a move, and so it was passed over to Commissioner Bill Overton of the police. Whether you leave peacefully and with dignity, or whether you are forcibly removed, is a decision for you to make. Those of you who are willing to leave are immediately to make your way to the gate facing the Oraki Marae. This is how the protesters reacted to that. After that, the police began escorting people off and arresting those who would not leave. Ten years later, in 1988, the government agreed to return land and compensate Ngāti Whātua Ōrākei based on the Waitangi Tribunal recommendations. 
The long-running saga of Bastion Point finally appears resolved with the government decision released a short time ago. The government says the key to restoration of tribal mana to the Ngāti Whātua is the marae, and it's confirmed that the Oraki marae, church, urupa or cemetery and access strip will be vested in the Ngāti Whātua. On the financial side of the deal, the Crown has agreed to settle a $200,000 Ngāti Whātua Trust Board liability to the Māori trustee. $118,000 interest paid on the Iraqi block mortgage will be refunded. The Ngāti Whātua Trust Board will also receive housing corporation land, the Youth Line Trust site and Community House site for unconditional use, and the housing corporation will be paid compensation of $900,000. The government has also agreed to pay the recommended $3 million to upgrade the low standard housing and marae environment and develop new housing so the Ngāti Whātua people can be resettled on their land. This is Te Ahika and to mark the 40th year since the Takapanafo Bastion Point occupation on May the 25th, we've featured an archival recording from a 1978 episode of Te Puna Wai Kōrero hosted by the late Fai Ngata, and, of course, archival recordings from RNZ's Morning Report. He mihi tēnei ki te kāhui o ngā taonga kōrero. Sarah Johnston and the team at Sound and Vision for supplying the sound-rich material on tonight's show. E kore e mimiti te puna mihi a kia koutou katoa. O tira, kua kapitene hōtaka o Tiahika, that's another show for the week. Hei tērā wiki whānau mā, kia ora tātou katoa.
Tarara pake, 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 tarara 